You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. This is Josiah Case from beautiful Arcadia, Florida, and you're listening to The Tim Talks. There you go. All right, shout out today to Mr. Josiah Case from the Tampa Bay area of Florida. Um, Josiah is a fine young man, uh, wants to serve the Lord, wants to be in ministry. And Josiah is a Tampa Bay Lightning fan and wrote me the other night just before they played the Leafs and was trash talking. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it was it was sickening. The trash talk, <laughs> and so I said, "Hey, man, we'll just we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see." And so, sure enough, Toronto beats them. I think it was an awesome. overtime, five four. And so I didn't hear anything from him. Amazing. <laughs> so I wrote back and I said, "Hey, pal, he who laughs last laughs loudest." I said, "I I I said I I can't hear myself laugh because of the crying in Tampa Bay." And he gave the typical, you know, teenager response. Toronto's a bunch of cheaters. So that's that's how you that's how you answer. That's how you do it right there. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's called okay. experience. Experience. They're experienced players. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So and I'm experienced at losing, so it doesn't bother me anymore. So <laughs> Oh my. Tampa Bay. Well, that's where I first yeah. started working on a bus route. Oh, wow, there you At, go. W- yeah, Westgate Baptist Church in yeah. Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just off of Hillsborough Road. What was bus ministry like in Tampa back in the, you know, the 1920s? <laughs> well, <laughs> some were horses and some were actual vehicles. So. <laughs> hey, you know, by the way, um, my wife in college her bus route was right where Moody Bible Institute is. Oh, wow. And so um, so it was in the winter, and what they would do is they would, like, take a busload of workers up, and they would drop the workers off, and yeah. they would start getting the kids ready, and then the actual bus per route would show up, and, you know, then they'd run the route. They'd pick them up at the first stop. and the, So um, the bus broke down with, like, 60 60 girls on it you know ladies working and so uh somebody said well come on in the dorm because it was winter blowing snow and everything else and so a bunch of the girls in the dorms were talking to these girls and they're going so what are you guys doing and they explain it and they're like that is so neat i never heard of that before where did you get that idea and and they're like uh, D.L. Moody in 1860, you know, and they're going, you're kidding. You know, they're they're in a Bible college. It was started by somebody who basically started a bus ministry, right. you know, with wagons. He in uh, he started in 19, uh, 1857, uh, started wow. working as a class uh, and he and he brought eight boys the very first week. And pretty soon he brought so many 
he left that church and started his own Sunday school. Wow. And uh, in in uh, two years, he had 1,500 kids wow. in his Sunday school. Wow. You know, he'd, and, and then from there, they, you know, wound up, well, let's make a church out of it and on and on. But they're, they're at the place where basically D.L. Moody started the bus ministry with horse-drawn carts and Sunday schools, and um, they had no idea. Yeah. My wife uh, worked that same area when she was in college. And she said we used to go down there, and there were a lot of Hispanics in that area. Mm-hmm. And she'd she'd say they'd say, "Hey, you want us to go to church on the church bus?" Yes. <laughs> she says Chicago. She, Chicago. I go to Chicago, but I go to church. Church. And she said that there were some guys in that neighborhood that would kind of look out for them, and they would oh, yeah. they would tell people in the neighborhood, "You don't you don't mess with those girls. Those are the church girls. You don't you don't mess with them." Crazy stories. Crazy stories. Yeah, a guy from the Latin Kings was in my class uh, in college. He had gotten saved and he quit the gangs and he actually had to hide out for his life wow. because you know you don't quit the gangs. And you know right. at one point he just realized, okay, well I'm going to go show up and tell them. That I trusted Christ, and I'm different. And you know, I mean, he, he was wow. he was very afraid. Yeah. But uh, you know, he, he was in the same same uh, class as us. Wow, wow, yeah, that's very similar stories to bus ministry in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had this really tough gang here in St. Thomas called the Jumbos. <laughs> <laughs> the jumbo, the jumbo jets. <laughs> they they would get they they were on opposite sides. Some said that uh, right. it was a conspiracy, and some said that no, he actually did die. Yeah, he did die. He did die. We have the train. <laughs> we have the train with the mark on it to prove it. Uh, there's the jumbo deniers, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was a conspiracy. Huge conspiracy. <laughs> No, I know. You're going to have to explain this now. (laughs) So, so Jumbo the Elephant, (laughs) the largest pachyderm in history, that in captivity, uh, was owned by the Ringling Brothers Circus. It was coming through St. Thomas because we're exactly halfway between Detroit and Buffalo. And so, a lot of U.S you know, tra- travel was done on that rail. And so they're bringing them through at night and they get, they get jumbo off of the, off of the train, off of the car, <laughs> and they're going to bed them down for the night. And, and so the elephant starts walking across the, the train track and there was a train coming and the train hit the elephant and killed it. Yep. And so we have a massive, massive yes. statue of jumbo the elephant. <laughs> Some say it's actual size. I don't know. I think it's a little bigger. But uh, this massive jumbo elephant, as you drive into St. Thomas, if you come yes. from the west going east, you get to see jumbo's rear end. It's massive. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, welcome well, to St. Thomas. Let's see. What would you go? Was it 36 years ago or so that you, that you showed up at St. Thomas? Oh, and yeah. so the first time we showed up, I mean, St. Thomas isn't that big, but it was a lot smaller then. Oh, yeah. And that was like the attraction in town. Oh, yeah, man. We're we're driving up and there's like, what in the world is that? (laughs) Why did they have a statue of an elephant over here? And then we remember we went and we got your picture with it. We said, look, it's Jumbo and Tom Thumb. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we used that as a bus promotion. <laughs> we did. And then and then they put it in the then they put it in the yearbook of your college. <laughs> exactly what it looked like <laughs> yeah that guy that guy's picture next to me looks uh, abnormally large like he jumbo does. He does. <laughs> like every other senior in the whole college <laughs> but next to you it just makes it look even more gargantuan oh man oh man that was great that has nothing to do with the bus mystery, when that but... came out it was like Really? I mean, <laughs> now there are a lot of people that that happened to, but on that page, it's us, the shorties. I mean, it, it's so funny. It is so funny. I'm laughing still thinking of it. And you look like you're about 10 years old. <laughs> well, yeah. You actually look at our a lot like your brother Paul. Is what you look like. Oh my goodness. Yeah, well uh oh. when I got married it was 127 pounds. <laughs> it's a three years in the dorms will do to you. I can't get that picture out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quick, let's talk about bus ministry. <laughs> <coughs> oh my goodness. Wow, wow. Okay, bus mystery. You're talking about trust. Trust. Yes, and the importance today in trust. How do you, how do you build that today? How do you do that when nobody trusts? Yeah, you just have to. It's over the course of time. Obviously, what we're doing, the spirit of God is the one that's doing it, and so that's the only way I can I can explain because I've always thought. I I mean I started in the bus ministry in uh, nineteen seventy four. And I remember going out thinking, I asked my dad, like after two, three weeks, I said, Dad, why in the world? I mean, I'm glad to do this, but I can't imagine knocking on somebody's door and and no one knows who we are and saying, can you please give us your children for three to four hours? Yeah. Yeah, here they are. I mean, they don't know anything about us. I, I was dumbfounded about it then. And I think that now... People are in the mindset of, well, I don't know about you. Yeah. Today, uh, man, people people just don't trust. And, and I got to say, I don't I don't really blame them. Um, it's 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 a scary day. And the thought yes. of putting my kids on a bus somewhere and letting someone have them for hours at a time. That's just that's just not going to happen. I mean, that's not going to happen. Um and I don't know how to break through that other than, and this sounds bad, but most of the people who send their kids on a church bus are usually either a lower middle class or lower class people. And they're, they're, you know, they're in housing developments, whatever. They're more apt to let you take their kids. And that's just the truth of the matter. Um, if you go to middle class, upper middle class, they're not so apt. So you've got to just be out there week after week after week, showing yourself, um, introducing yourself, and building that trust factor if you're going to get them to come at all today. 
And again, I think you've got to somehow get the parents to come, invite the, the whole family to come. Once they start coming, then you can maybe say, hey, we want to ride the bus. But yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough go. Yeah, the whole trust factor of whenever I first started as bus director at Cleveland Baptist Church, um, you know, I was out of Bible college for maybe a whole month and a half when we started our first little small campaign. We didn't have much money, didn't have really a lot of buses at the time. I think whenever I came, we had six bus routes. And so, uh, you know, I thought, all right, we're going to start our first promotion. So printed up these flyers on the mimeograph machine, you know, that blue ink and stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, because we didn't have any money to print things, you know, really. And so we were going to give out uh, candy on the bus. And so this one, unbeknownst to me, this, uh, this one group went out in the church van and they stopped at a park, and instead of talking to parents, they just went straight up to the kids and were Ooh. passing out flyers. And so some kid goes, ah, and he runs home. Yeah. And they gave all the flyers and tried to get the kids to come. They got in the van. Well, he his parents live right across the street from the park. So he runs across the street, runs in the house saying, Mama, my, this man said if I... If I get in his van, he's going to give me some candy. Oh, man. And so she's oh. like, what? And she goes running out, and the van is pulling away with oh. Cleveland Baptist Church. It was tan and brown, you know, oh, Cleveland wow. Baptist Church. And they're and they're driving away. And so she looks at the flyer that in the kid's hand and, you know, does does some calling. And, of course, Saturday, nobody's going to answer the phone right, right. in the church office and things. So. Uh, she gets in her car and she comes into church and I happen to be, I just got done with visitation and I'm walking from the back of the auditorium to the church garage and this car comes in almost on two wheels, turn, you know, squealing, turn the right. corner and she jumps out. I have no idea who she is, what's going on. And she, she comes out and she goes, who can I talk to about these buses? You know, and here I am. I mean, out of, out yeah. of, I'm a college graduate six weeks ago. I mean, so I'm a veteran already, you know. Well, you can talk to me. And now <laughs> pi- picture the guy yeah. in that picture <laughs> that you looked at. And so I said, well, you can talk to me. And she goes, I mean someone with some authority. <laughs> now, you know, I mean, goodness, you know, anybody with the Napoleon complex, you know, what do you mean? <laughs> And I said, I'm in charge of the buses. And she was so mad and she was exasperated. She goes, I mean an adult. <laughs> did she have uh did she have a brother in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Customs agent. <laughs> Custom agents got got on the bus. <laughs> and said, Asked a bunch of questions and and you answered. Well, he them. was mad. Yeah, I was driving the bus. We got like four buses of teenagers going to Niagara Falls, and so he's like pointing here, right here, park right here, and so um, I parked real close to the curb because he wants me to park close to the curb. Well, that bus, both doors open out, and the curb was so high, I couldn't open the door. 
So I had to pull up and pull away just a little bit. And he was so mad that he had to walk like five feet. He was furious. So that, as he got on the bus, he's already mad, you know. Uh, and he says, I want to speak to somebody in charge. And you start talking. He goes, no, I mean an adult. <laughs> exactly. And so Bob Mack was sitting in the front seat, you know, in uh, in Ivory Coast. <laughs> he hadn't, it was before he went to be a missionary. And he looks at me, looks at him, looks at me. And he goes, and I just... Didn't say anything, and yeah. so Bob goes, uh, "You you can talk to me." And man, that guy chewed him out like crazy, and I'm just sitting there like, "Yeah, okay, that's right." <laughs> oh man! All right, so that leads us to our next thought, <laughs> which, which leadership. is um, leadership on um, the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so the success of a bus route to me really is a heavy onus upon the bus captain who's ever in charge of that bus and yes. who's going to lead that bus. And a lot of times it's teenagers. There's usually an adult who's a bus captain, but a lot of teenagers work on the bus and a lot of them grow into that position. And so you'll have a kid who's maybe a senior in high school. He's in grade 12 or she's in grade 12 and they're going to be the new bus captain. Um, what are some things that you would say are important for that leadership? What, what did those people need to be if they're going to be an effective bus captain you got to love the bus kids mm. you got to love those kids that, yeah. that's where it starts now and, and of course love doesn't mean everybody just screams and hangs out the windows and and things like that i mean you have to have some rules on the bus mm -hmm. but it, that's why kids come that is the the reason the kids keep coming. They may come the very first time because their friend invited them, or uh, they saw you. You know, hey, we're we're giving these things out. You know, oh, that's that's neat. Or we're doing this. There's a special event. But the only reason they keep coming is because you love them, and and yeah. they have to know that you love them. And you don't have to always say it. But but you do have to show it, and you show it by yeah. your involvement in them. You get involved with them. You we already mentioned it slightly this week, of uh, you know, hey, how'd school go? Uh, what's going on? You are involved in their life. Yeah, I, every kid on Ruthie's bus had to have a hug goodbye when they left, and she was great about that. And again, that's something today you have to be so careful of. Yes. And, um, yeah. If you're a guy today, I, I, I'd hesitate doing. Oh, those that's things. why you kept riding your bus all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got, got off the. You times. got off the bus, went in the back door, got that's off the bus, right. went in the back door. <laughs> twenty nine times. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that 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 love issue definitely, but you need fun with structure as well. You got to make it a fun time for kids. They're getting up early on a Sunday when their parents aren't. They are. You know, probably coming a lot of them without something to eat. Um, yes, yes. They are, you know, ragamuffins yes. a lot of times. And they're coming because they have fun and somebody loves them. And so that fun, if you don't have structure with that, that can get out of hand very quickly. Mm -hmm. And those kids get out of hand very quickly. And it's not a pleasant ride for anybody when that happens. So you've got to be some, somewhat of a disciplinarian. Even as a young person, you've got to learn how to do that. Um without looking like a wacko, number one, and then without injuring anyone or, you know, getting yourself in trouble down the line, you grab hold of a kid or you you put can't a kid you can't in a seat shake a kid, a kid hit a kid, no. strike a kid. Never. Never, no. never, never, no. never. No. No. There there's so only you, 
I think three or four times that somebody has and is an adult man who had to grab someone from behind and he just held their own arms around them because he was in a fight, you know. Right, was, right. So that's just a physically restrained because he was harming somebody else. Yeah. But, you know, if you even grab somebody, hold them, twist their arm, do something, you know, you put a, any kind of a mark on somebody today and yeah. you may be going to jail. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's talk about on Friday um, dealing with parents and, uh, you know, some of the situations that can arise there because that's that really is the key to the bus route if once the parents are on your side and you have them loving what you're doing uh that's that's a much better experience so maybe we'll take a little bit of that and anything else you want to throw it on friday so we oh yeah yep okay uh so uh big news friday i'll give you the big news tomorrow around friday i should say not tomorrow awesome. on friday and uh i'm telling you it's awesome 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 so get ready for Amen. that uh till then i'm al stone uh love the bus ministry I miss the bus ministry. Um, if I was home today and in a church, I would be definitely trying to start a bus ministry. It was a tremendous help to our church and a tremendous help to this community. I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, please make sure you give us a rating, give us a review, and make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. This is the, 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 the Tim Talks. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back with you on Friday. Have a great day. Eh? See you then. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.